Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks go out to Ace Andrews back from a five-week vacation. He'll be engineering the show today and taking your calls a little later. Sorry, Ace. Hey, you know, I'd love for you to go out to iWorkForHim.com. Just take a moment, go out there. If you're sitting in front of your desk, you're listening to this as a podcast, or maybe you're listening to it on iHeartRadio or TuneIn or one of those other online radio shows, online radio stations, go out to iWorkForHim.com. Click on the iWorkForHim Nation flag. Join me. Join Martha. Join hundreds of other people from around the world in starting to pray for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Join the iWorkForHim Nation. It doesn't get you a gold medal but it does start to transform your heart towards the people that you work with each and every day. The I Work For Am Nation is a commitment to pray for those people that you work with, to look for ways to serve those people, to look for ways to befriend those people, to look for ways to pray with those people when you notice that they're having a bad day, but all along to be people of excellence. Those are the kind of Christ followers that the Lord needs every day in the workplace. And I'm just trying to challenge you. Go out there. Over the weekend, we had a couple of people join. And I got to tell you, it just warms my heart because I know that they're making a big commitment to start praying for the people that they work with. It does take a paradigm shift in our minds. And I say this every day, but it's because I need to. I need to remind myself because it's so easy to do this. Romans 12.2 says this, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It's so easy to slip back into doing things the way the world does. And you know what? Today we're going to talk about church and businesses working together. And honestly, I don't get it. You know, and just sarcasm alert. People, can you imagine actually networking in your church? Bob the plumber needs a, a, an assistant plumber and somebody in the congregation wants to be an assistant plumber and you network together to find out, help those people connect. Or maybe somebody's looking for a career and they want to be trained and they're willing to do anything, but nobody knows that they're even available. It, it's The body of Christ is supposed to be the penultimate networking group. As each one of us has a specific task that we've been given, a specific gift, talent, and ability set within the body of Christ, and we need to utilize those. But so often, we put the pressure on the pastor, and we sit in the pews. Oh, that was alliteration. Enough of the stupid. You and I, we've been gifted uniquely. How are you using those gifts within the body of Christ? And if you're sitting in your pew sitter and you're not being used, find a place to be put to work, because your gift set is critical within the body. Don't let it sit and get moldy, because that 
is not impressive. You know, I, I talk about jobs and businesses and pe- people and churches working together. We got Jobs for Life on the air today. Have you ever heard of Jobs for Life? If you haven't, you should go out to jobsforlife.org. Jobsforlife.org. Who doesn't want a job for life? But there's a lot of people out there that have no idea how to get started. We've got their area director here on the air with us today, Danny Rordans. He's the Tampa Bay field director, not area director. Sorry, Danny. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about Jobs for Life. And then after the bottom of the half hour, we're going to be joined by Sean Dunn from Groundwire. Wait till you hear about this organization as Danny and Sean and I talk after the Bob and the Half Hour. Danny, we're talking about Jobs for Life today. Welcome to I Work For Him. Thanks so much, Jim. It's great to be here. All right, so let's just start off with, talk to me about how the Lord, how you've seen the Lord work in those intimate, finite details in your life recently. Oh, man, that is such a great question. Um, I would have to, I'd have to go to my family. Uh, we have a, we have a 10-month-old daughter at home and uh sleeping much well i'm here's the thing i'm probably getting more sleep than my wife is honestly so uh shout out to my amazing wife who just just works tirelessly her name's courtney courtney way to go (laughs) and uh our daughter's name is harvest and so she may be uh, listening but she won't remember yeah exactly so uh so i just i think that uh i just have, have seen god just intimately involved in the details of my life, just with his grace to us through our daughter, just her smiles, her laughs, her uh, just growing and learning and new experiences and everything. Uh, we just see so much grace to us through through her, just our, our road to parenthood and, uh, and healthy pregnancies. It was a hard road. And now that we're on this side of that and just being able to live with our daughter, it's just, it's just amazing to see her grow up and yeah, we just see Jesus and her so much these days. So. It's an amazing journey all the way through to when you put them on a, on a train or a car and, and they go away to college. And even when oh, they man. come back, it's an amazing journey the whole uh, way. Oh, you're saying, wait a minute, she's only 10 months old. I'm like, yeah, guess what? It goes really fast. That's terrifying. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it's not terrifying. You're per- you're giving a child to raise them up in the way they should go so that when you send them out the door, they're ready to do it. That's right. That's right. All right. So talk to me about, we got about a minute before the break. Sure. What is Jobs for Life all about? Absolutely. Jobs for Life is really all about the dignity of work. So our mission statement is to engage and equip the local church to address the impacts and the devastations of joblessness through the dignity of work. And so we're leveraged. Our, organizations is, our organization is leveraged through the local church. So we work with, train, build relationships with local churches to go out into their communities and help people get back to work. So Jobs for Life is a national organization, right? True. Yeah. Okay. And because I, I remember hearing about it, and I'm thinking it was somebody that I knew from Minneapolis or from one of these other cities that I'm connected in. Somebody told me about it, and then of course I've got the, our our mutual friend Eric Most from yeah. Most Insurance. Find him <laughs> online at mostins.com. Wow. That's, there you go. We're talking today with Danny Rordans from jobsforlife.org, jobsforlife.org. Danny, I said I wanted, when we come back from the break, for you just to talk about, really it, it, describe how the church gets involved with Jobs for Life and what this is really all about. And without with all of that, you know, your mission statement, just, just speak from your heart. <laughs> Absolutely. So at its core, Jobs for Life is a class. Uh, it's a class that we we call churches uh, to, um, and, and really this isn't something that we want from the churches or ministries in our area. This is something we want for them. So it's a it's an eight week class. We recommend that it, it meets twice a week, and our curriculum, our Jobs for Life uh, student workbook is is all biblically based and uh, sixteen sessions. And so you spend there's homework involved, and there's a way that we provide through our our um, website to track student progress and access all the materials. And so we really lay all of the training and equi- equipping out there for the churches. We make it really simple for them. 
we we help them you know create their leadership team and then go out and recruit their students and recruit their leadership team all of that and then they just kind of like pour into these students for these eight weeks you know they have graduations they celebrate with them they build relationships with them and all along they're using their connections within that local church and within their their you know their networks of businesses uh, to help find uh, meaningful employment for these students going through the jobs for life classes. So, so talk to about the depth in these jobs for life classes. So mm-hmm. you're saying there's 16 classes twice a week for eight weeks. What are you teaching them? Sure. Yeah. The, the core tenets of the jobs for life class are identity, character, and community. And so the first few sections of the jobs for life curriculum is going to really center around foundational theological principles for work. So to kind of create a healthy theology of work. So, you know, we talked to the students about um, about how, you know, God created work. Work was a good thing. Work was not a result of the fall of man. Adam was placed in the garden to work it, to cultivate it. We are created to work. God was the first worker. We're created in the image of God. This is a good thing. And so kind of helping them to rediscover kind of the, the, the dignity of work and what God planned for it was. And then we get into things um, like soft skills for the workplace resume writing, interview skills, eye contact, how to carry yourself, how to dress for an interview. We, that's when we bring in business communities. There's a business panel where students can ask questions of local business leaders and get their feedback, mock interviews, things like that. So, And all along, you're really building into the community aspect of, as well as, as relationships are formed and people are getting to know one another and, and those relational barriers are broken down throughout. So it's, it's a really practical job training um, but not for a specific job, but it's helping that person become employable for the rest of their life. Now, you've got this diagram on your website, your mission and your vision, and you got these three bubbles. They're circles. <laughs> uh, and, and it talks about church, work, and poverty, and all of that integration. What What is that all about? I mean, how... How does poverty fit into all this? Absolutely. Well, yeah, this diagram is a way that uh, it, it makes it easy for us to kind of explain what we do. And so so we really feel like Jobs for Life is at the center of the conversation when it comes to church, poverty, and work. And so if you put those together, the, the way that, the, that churches... Uh, associate with poverty is very transactional a lot of the time. Yeah, they, uh, they write a check. Yeah, absolutely. So Here, here's some money. This should solve poverty. Absolutely. So the top three ways that the American church fights poverty is food, clothes, and housing. It's very transactional. Oftentimes it ends up enabling the person that they're trying to serve. They find that the same people are coming back to their food pantry nights or whatever the, whatever it ends up being. Again, all great things. We're, we're called in Scripture to care for the poor in these practical, material ways. Um, but a lot of times it just is relief oriented. It's very, it's, it's got a timeline, it's got a shelf life. That person will be back. And so when you go, you go down the other way, church and work, it's, it's what you talk about often. It's, it's kind of like the secular versus the spiritual. And oftentimes we're, we're putting these in these dynam- dynamics where it's like, okay, this is my work life. This is my Christian Christianity life, you know? And so that's what, what do we do there? There's not like a next step to that sometimes either. And then the poverty and work, we're just kind of left with government programs and so when we put all those together, the intersection of those three, we feel like Jobs for Life just kind of grows right in the middle of that. And see what's yeah. the problem. I mean, you said in the government programs, I just I love you to say that because now it just riles me up. I'll step on my soapbox for a second. But <laughs> for a guy your age, and really even for a guy my age, we don't remember. But before welfare, this was the job of the church. Mm-hmm. Before the war on poverty, this was the job for the mm-hmm. church. But the government took over the job that the church was supposed to be doing. And a lot of times that might have been because the body of Christ wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing. Right. And I'm not sure why that is because I wasn't alive then. But I know that we're coming full circle because we've now spent trillions of dollars to on the war on poverty. And we have more people. We have 49 million people 
on food stamps today. Mm -hmm. So obviously the war on poverty must have been one of those wars where you just lose. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. And and it's our tax dollars hard at work. But it is... The, the the church was meant to meant to do this. The body of Christ. When you look at the cha- the the second chapter of Acts, which was a great music group back in the eighties, by the way, um, it was a great. Now he's laughing. He's laughing at me. Sean, we have Sean Dunn in the studio with us today. Sean Dunn <laughs> is going to be joining us in the next break, but I'm going to pull him right in because he, he's he's between our ages. Sean Dunn is with Groundwire, and we're going to hear lots more about Groundwire.net. Sean, do you remember second chapter of Acts? Of course. Okay. Of course. All right. So you remember? That's good. Yeah, Matthew Ward and yeah, those guys. I, I'm missing out. You, you, I'm totally missing out. 80s Christian Christian music before the 80s was, well, it was hymns with. Music and then in the eighties, contemporary music came out. Who was your favorite group in the eighties? Uh, you know, I was uh, I graduated in eighty six, so you know, she so just two years behind me. So you know, everything from uh, you know, I, I was a Petra guy when they were still dressing in their camouflage clothing for every concert. I was at a concert when Petra was warming up for Servant, so they were Servant, they yeah. were still they were still a little beady band. I blew yeah. my ears out that night. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard Michael W. Smith. Uh, he was at, he was opening for Amy Grant. And he's the only one really still all around. I mean, he and he's gone to new heights. Unbelievable. Because yeah. he doesn't care about the money. Yeah. What yeah. about Sweet Comfort Band? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Brian Duncan. Now, yeah, I propose a using a Sweet Brian Comfort Duncan? Band. Not to pro- <laughs> No. To, <laughs> no, I propose to my wife using a Sweet Comfort <laughs> Band song. All right, we're going to hear lots more from Sean Dunn and GroundWire.net right after this next break. But going back to you, Danny, as mm-hmm. we're talking about Jobs for Life, how many churches right now in Tampa Bay are involved in the jobs for, leading the Jobs for Life classes? Absolutely. So we've had we have we're working with seven churches right now. So we just launched last year, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, that um, Jobs for Life is a national nonprofit organization, and we have a city network model, a city network strategy where we're trying to go deep in specific cities around the U.S. So we're here in Tampa Bay. Uh, we also have a field director in Atlanta one in Nashville and our, and also in Raleigh where we're headquartered. And so we you know Tampa Bay and Atlanta just started this time last year. So we're just a year in. So, All right, have, so what working, are those seven churches? Yeah, we're working with seven churches and three of those churches have run classes this year. We've also had three ministries that have run classes this year, but the churches are uh, Covenant Life Church, which is uh, where my wife and I are members. Uh, we have Calvary Church. Um, we have Safety Harbor Community Church, Northwest Community, Northwest Church of Christ, uh, and then also we are, we're really excited that Watermark Church over in Seminole Heights is getting ramped up to start a class in September, and also Harborside Christian is uh, will be starting a class in September as well. So now, if I remember correctly, it was either Grace Family. Uh, up in Lutz, mm-hmm. or it was Idlewild that had a program similar to this where they were equipping people. Have you talked with anybody? Have you networked anybody up there? Yeah, I've talked with a few folks up there. So we're we're actually uh, bo- at both churches. We're we're talking with the local missions pastor at Idlewild. To um, they have a really neat program that they're doing with local Title One schools, uh, elementary and middle schools, and 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 potentially using Jobs for Life as a way to to reach the families of those students. Uh, well, and talk- right where mm-hmm. Idlewild is at is one area in. They're right on the ver- edge of Pasco County. In Pasco County, in the city of Hudson, their high school, 90% of the kids mm. are Title I. Mm-hmm. It's an amazing, amazing amount of poverty up there. So when a church gets involved, 
what what I mean, what is it what does it mean when it says a church gets involved to hold these classes? Do they have to spend money? Do, I mean, what are the, what, what's involved? How do we I want to tell our listeners how yeah. they can get their pastors connected to you to Absolutely. do this? Absolutely. Really practically. So what happens is we we provide a curriculum and so we have a, a we have a starter kit and it's uh, it includes three leader guides and 10 student workbooks. We don't recommend starting jobs for life with a class more than 10 students. Uh, so think of it as almost like a small group. And so that that starter kit is $250. Um, ex- but you can, a- you can access all of our curriculum for free. We open source everything we do on our Jobs for Life w- website. You just register to become a Jobs for Life site, and you kind of are opened up to this treasure trove of resources, including our curriculum. So then what happens is usually there's a point person at that church. Sometimes it's a pastor. Most times it's not. Most times it's, it's someone who's very passionate about these things that we're discussing today and wants to kind of spearhead this ministry at their local church. Um, and so what, what they then do is they kind of build a leadership team around them. Uh, we have like seven leadership positions that we recommend that they, they put in place. And then a, a network also of champions to walk through the class with the students and help them through the homework, help get them to class, those types of things. So if there's a pastor listening or somebody that goes to a church listening, which there are thousands of people that go to mm-hmm. church that are listening, how do they get a hold of you in order to set up a Jobs for Life at their church? Do they just go to the jobsforlife.org website or they want to get a hold of you? I mean, what do you want them to do? Absolutely. So they can, they can contact me directly. I mean, we can give out my email address. That's totally fine. Uh, they can go to I can Jobs post for, that on Facebook yeah, tonight. Yeah, let's do that. So they can they can contact me directly or they can go to jobsforlife.org um, and you can see what we're doing in Tampa Bay there as well. You can uh, contact me through the staff page and we'll start the conversation. Danny Rordans with job for, jobsforlife.org, jobsforlife.org. Just look up Danny Rordans right here in Tampa Bay. And, and God works amazing things. Oh, yes, lots of amazing things. I've got this great friend named Tim Paskert, and he's really good at connecting me to people. And he connected me to a guy named Sean Dunn, who's in town today from groundwire.net, or if you want to go to jesuscares.com. I'll let him describe that in a minute. Uh, The first one, Ace, just so you know. All right, so, Sean, talk to me about, can we talk about groundwire.net first? All right, talk to me about groundwire.net. Yeah, you know, uh, a youth and college guy for life, and uh, in 2003 started asking the question, how do we reach a generation that doesn't want to be reached? How do you reach millennials that are the first generation that don't just ignore the gospel, but they avoid it? How do you share a message with somebody who doesn't want to be in the same room with you, basically? And so what we do is we leverage mainstream media and technology to reach millennials. So instead of inviting them to a church where they can come or they can choose not to come, we invade their media. So we buy time on MTV, VH1, Adult Swim. We buy time on hip-hop radio stations. We place billboards all over a community that say, when life hurts, Jesus cares. And then we invite them into a conversation where 24 hours a day we have volunteers, just like your listeners, sitting there ready to talk to them about their faith or about their crisis. You've, we've got one of your commercials that we're going to roll called Life Sucks. Yeah. Describe what the... No, I'll, you know, we'll, we'll play the commercial first, and then we'll let you describe it. Okay. Go ahead, Ace. Sometimes life sucks. I mean, my life, it really sucks. The worst of it is, I don't even know why. Sure, I could give you reasons why I could tell you my story, but does it explain how I feel? I don't know. Even when I'm happy, I'm not really sure I'm happy. Sometimes... Sometimes I can't even think straight. I feel frozen. I can't get away. What am I supposed to do? 
I don't know. Sometimes you can hurt so bad that nothing makes sense. But even in this moment, Jesus cares. Log on to JesusCares.com to chat live with someone who cares. JesusCares.com well, And the power in that commercial, Sean, is that it's just well, it's just how people feel. Right. I mean, people are feeling that way all the time. And, and, and Danny, to pull you into this conversation, Danny from Jobs for Life and Sean from GroundWire.net, the, the the discouragement in the community today, the discouragement in our culture today is monstrous. People are living without hope. And when people are living without hope, they get lost. Mm-hmm. And, and you're talking about people without jobs. You're talking about people that they just don't even know why they live anymore. Right. So how, how Sean, how is this being used? How is, I mean, it, and is it JesusCares.com is where you're sending people, but GroundWire obviously is the name of the business or name of the ministry? GroundWire is the name of the organization, and that has been our messaging. We've been in, in uh, Tampa, St. Pete for years, uh, going back probably eight to 10 years ago, but the new messaging campaign is JesusCares.com. We want to plaster all over this community as we're doing in other communities the fact that Jesus cares. Scripture says it, it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. But most people in culture don't believe he's kind and loving. They think he's angry, judgmental. So, I mean, we're talking TV, radio, billboards, targeted social media, uh, alternative media on mobile devices. We're just showing up. Everywhere the Geico lizard is, we are pushing this message. Now, the Geico lizard gets flown up and down the beaches on the weekends. Maybe you guys can get one of those flags. That would be interesting. Yes. yes. Yeah, they do. They do. There's this yellow airplane. Yeah. For the last 15 years that I've lived uh, across the street from the beach, been flying up and down the beach with the Geico Blizzard. I don't know how much that costs, but it's got to be a lot of money. Jesus cares. There it goes. Yeah. That's yeah. right. All right. So, Danny, can you see the connection there, though? Because both of you are dealing with the hopelessness of life. When people don't have work, they feel hopeless. And you're just you're speaking to it. You're trying to let them know that, hey, there's an answer out there. So how can you guys coordinate? Yeah. What, what can you guys do together? Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, the, the, what, what I hear in even in that spot that we just played, it, it's, it's poverty. It's relational poverty. It's poverty at every level. So often we, we, kind of, we kind of put poverty in a box and say it's just materi- lacking material things, when really poverty is a breakdown yeah. of relationships on every level. And that's what, that's what we see with Jobs for Life. It's, it's bringing in those, those helpful relationships, people that those, those advocates for you, people that love you, truly care for you, who want the best for you and want to grab your hand and walk with you through life. And I think that's what you guys seem to be trying to do too. Yeah, what we do is we deal with hopelessness. Mm -hmm. And hopelessness just means I don't think it'll ever get better. Mm. And there's a lot of people who it it is relational. Uh, A lot of them it is spiritual. A lot of them it is... I can't ever overcome this addiction, but there are a lot of people who are hopeless because they don't feel like they'll ever be, ever be out of the cycle of poverty right. that they're in. Uh, they don't see an opportunity for them to progress. They can't see two two years down the road. They're just stuck in the fact that they don't have enough in the here and now. Now, what cities right now, Sean, are you guys doing this advertising campaign? I understand L.A. was one of the areas. Right. Yeah. We So we do every month we do a national campaign. Uh, but we also target cities. So we... we uh, when we, you nationally, we, you're talking about on those TV stations. Right. Cable yeah, stations yeah, you're eight, talking eight about. Eight cable stations. What twice. were those again? Uh, well, they're they're the cable youth network. So it's MTV, VH1, FX, Sci-Fi, Fuse, uh, BET... I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, they all, they all kind of run together. Sure. But uh, so when we go into an area like LA... Well, we've done LA, St. Louis, uh, Denver. Um, we've done South Bend, uh, Dallas, and... Seems like there's one other that we've 
uh, Colorado Springs, and then we're getting ready to launch the next round in the fall, and Tampa's included in that, where when we come into an area, we go deep. Like in L.A., we were getting 2,400 TV commercials a week on 13 cable stations and four uh, traditional stations. We were getting four of the top 10 radio stations. We were getting billboards on Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset Strip, and uh, we were getting the, the alternative media and the, and the social media, primarily Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Okay, so let's talk about results, because both of you guys – are impacting the body. You're impacting pre-Christians, and you're impacting the body of Christ. I, I, I want to talk about the success in, in doing what you're doing. Talk to me about Sean. You, you've been you, you just talked about a massive marketing campaign that must cost thousands and hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. What kind of impact are you making? Well, for our first six months of the year, rolling in everything from every salary to every media spend to every roll of paper towels that we bought for the office for every $3.76 that came in, our commercials were seen or heard by a thousand people, a thousand people okay. for, for every $4.36. We had somebody come to the visit to visit the website, unique visitor for every $11.39. We had a one-on-one conversation with somebody about Jesus. And for every $152.64, somebody gave their life to Christ. Okay. So that's, that's some impact. I mean, that that's, so you put the dollar amounts to it. All right. That's pretty cool. Is Do you see as the repetition goes on the air, do you see the numbers go up? So in other words, the more months you're on, the more yeah. response you get? Yeah. The interesting thing in L.A. was it was a uh, week up to the first seven weeks we we were in L.A. We only saw we didn't see more than 54 people come to faith in that area. That was the top that we had. The very next week, it jumped to 104 and it stayed above 100 the rest of the campaign. And, and you say only 54. But wow, those 54 people. Well, thank you all eternity. All right, so Danny, switch that over to jobsforlife.org. So you guys are impacting people too. You guys have been around as an organization for how long? As an organization for 20 years okay. out in Raleigh, North Carolina. When you look at the success of the Jobs for Life program, because we're, we got people listening today, they're like, Man, I think that should be, we should bring that into our church. And not only they're thinking, well, we should bring JesusCares.com into Tampa Bay. Of course we need to. But Jobs for Life is one of those practical things that the churches can do, train these people up. What kind of impact? What's your average impact? Somebody graduates from this program, mm-hmm. you're saying 10 people at a time. What's the impact? Absolutely. So so the numbers that we're seeing in Tampa really do hold up around the nation as well. We're usually seeing about a 70% graduation rate. So there will be a little bit of drop-off for the students that start the class that don't actually finish. Uh, but we usually see 70% of those students actually graduate. And then after that, about 60% of those students will find work or then go and pers- or, or pursue um, more schooling, more education. Uh, and that, that's, that's the numbers we're seeing here. We've had, we've had served about 60 students so far in Tampa Bay this year through our churches. And um, over 40 of those have graduated and close to 40 of them have uh, found work. And are you teaching all those classes? Oh, no. That's what that's the job that's of the, the church. Doing. Yeah. All right. All right. We're talking today with two guys that are impacting the economy and a place that the body of Christ has kind of stayed out of for a very long time. Danny Rordans with Jobs for Life. They've been around for 20 years, but only in Tampa for the last 12 months, equipping churches to help people get jobs for life. And also we got Sean Dunn with JesusCares.com, ministering to those who would never allow themselves to be ministered to using MTV. VH1, BET, and so on, and so on, and so on. Gentlemen, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. All right, so let's start with jobs, because everybody wants to get a job. And 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 I, again, I, I told Danny this beforehand, Sean, but I said it to you, I think, in an email. I don't have any idea why God arranged the two of you to be in studio together today. But when you look at the desperateness, Sean, that you guys deal with when people call in to JesusCares.com, but they want, a lot of that is because, 
they're broke. They can't hold a job. They, they're so overwhelmed with hopelessness that they don't know what to do. And jobs for life would be one of those things that if we could plug into a church and say, hey, this church will teach you how to be better equipped and ready for a job. That's a great connection. Yeah, definitely. Definitely is. So are you guys, where do you, where are you based out of? I live in Colorado. Well, of course you do. You live in Colorado where the weather's perfect. (laughs) 10 months of the year. We're burning up down here. Yeah. (laughs) We get really sick of the heat in Florida. I do melt. It rarely ever snows here. It has snowed. 1986, it snowed here in Tampa. Yeah. 1986. You miss the snow? I miss the cold and the snow every day. Yeah, I miss the seasons. Yeah. I, I would miss the seasons if I lived Yeah, here. you would. So which part of Colorado? Lived just south of Denver and Castle Rock. All right. So, okay. So you're in Colorado, and yet you guys are broadcasting in multiple cities. How can this partnership work? Because are you guys in Colorado? I'm sure we have some sites there. I'm not exactly you have no sure. Idea. You, have yeah. the, you have your computer on in front of you. You could have looked that up I while could, I was asking those questions. I can, I'll go right now. All right. So right talk to me, Sean. Where's your next big city you're going to bombard with these commercials? Uh, we're working on five or six right now. San, San Francisco, um, Spokane, Washington, Atlanta, Tampa, and Phoenix are the, are the next five that are on tap for the fall. You're actually thinking about coming to Tampa. You know, there is a growing interest in us coming here. There's still a little bit of work to do, uh, but a lot of the, some of the seed money's already been thrown down, and we're building a, a local mobilization team to take care of the prayer, the church networking, and to build the, build the network here. So, yeah, we are definitely interested and believe that we'll launch here in the fall. What connections do you need here in Tampa Bay? Um, you know, we, we, we still need some people to serve on those three teams. Uh, we, but what does that mean? Uh, Draw it out. Make, well, we have job descriptions we can send you, but we build a prayer team okay. to really to really cover this in prayer. You know, the Bible says that the, that the devil is a prince of the power of the air. I would add to that airwaves as well. He's controlled a lot of the airwaves, and so he fights. And so we we tackle this in prayer. We have people who pray when we put up a billboard. They go surround that billboard and pray, God, draw eyes here. So, I mean, prayer is key. Uh, Church networking. So on the back end, you know, we're we're leveraging media and technology to reach them, to bring them to a place of commitment. We need to hand them off to a local community, not just, hey, point at a church, go check it out. But uh, we we have partnerships where uh, that chatter who just gave their life to Christ gives us permission to have that church reach out and contact them. And we ask that church to identify what they need. So last week in in um, in Pasadena, California, 31-year-old alcoholic got saved two days later, plugged into a Celebrate Recovery group because the Perfect. church reached out him. So that kind of thing. And then the funding team is is building the network so that we can continue to, uh, to, to do what we need to do to make sure that we get as much depth with our media spend as possible. So that's why you're working with our good friend Tim Paskert. Uh, you know, he's got those connections. He knows that world. Yeah, yeah, he does. That's good. Tim Pasker with Mark 829, a great big friend of our work for him. And he's been on the show many times. In fact, you hear his commercials every Monday as he just actually that commercial, just moments of just inspiration. All right. So Danny, what'd you find out? Are you guys in Colorado? Yeah, we have three, three sites in Colorado and all of Colorado. So there's three a lot church of room, sites, well, three of them, a lot of room lot for, growth, room there. for growth, you have to remember though, just because we live in Colorado doesn't mean we only do ministry in Colorado. We're, sure. I mean, so, I mean, we need to, to network with you wherever you are yeah. and know, know that you're a resource. Yeah, we're, we're, in clo- we're in over 400 cities in the United okay. States. That's so there's a, there's a lot of yeah. cities that we do cover for sure. Well, and the issue is, okay, you can be in a city, but how do we, how do we bl- blow up the concentration of it? Because that's, that's what I see is that, you know, uh, I, I, I'm going to step on the soapbox, just you know, warn me to come back down again. But we've got to, what you guys are doing, you're talking about doing networking. You both network within the churches. You both are trying to get the body of Christ to work together to you to express unity amongst the body of Christ. I don't understand why it's so difficult when we look at the greater kingdom good for all this. There's some amazing things of reaching people for Christ and helping them get jobs and touching people who are truly feeling hopeless 
That's what you're talking about doing. You're talking about just creating this network because the explosive effect. I mean, that's my hope in Tampa Bay is that somehow this show will be a catalyst for people to recognize, wow, I can make an impact on my workplace. I didn't know I could make an impact on my workplace. So, Jim, I, I think I think even like we were talking before the show, I, when I, my day-to-day, I'm talking to, with Jobs for Life, I'm talking to business owners, business leaders, business managers, just as much, if not more, than talking to churches and, and, and leaders within the churches. Because Jobs for Life is, is about that network. It's about it's about giving, <clears throat> giving business leaders an opportunity to make a really great impact in their community through their local church, maybe, but, but offering opportunities, kind of that buy-in into the standpoint of building into a person. Um, you know, helping facilitate well, a job. You're talking class. a 16 class interview. I mean, that's the greatest. I mean, if a business person who hires people right. is involved in the Jobs for Life teaching program, they get a chance. Yeah, they get a chance to 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 glean through people for for 16 classes. Oh, without eight a weeks. doubt, we, we've had we've had business leaders that say a Jobs for Life certificate to them is no different than like an AA degree. Because that degree doesn't necessarily show everything that they've learned from a knowledge standpoint, but it's it shows that they've completed something start to finish, and 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 it's they're coming to the business now. They're screened, they're qualified, they're supported by this church body, and and businesses are loving Jobs for Life because of the quality of people that it's providing them. So I would say to your listeners who are involved in businesses, maybe own businesses or managers in their businesses, but also plugged into a church, how can Jobs for Life play a role in you? making a greater impact in your community, helping people get back to work and just providing an opportunity to somebody that might not get it otherwise. And I think that's huge. And really that's what you're both talking about is providing opportunities that people might not get otherwise because they're, they're not, I mean, like nobody that you're reaching out to Sean on any of those cable stations are listening to I work for him on Salem media right. group. They're, they're not, they're not listening to Christian talk radio. And my audience is specifically Christ followers. And I'm trying to challenge them to take their faith into the workplace, but you're reaching a market that typically wouldn't be reached right. with Jesus. And that's why our hope is that this show someday will play on some business network and some things across the nation. That's the goal. But how you're, so you're operating outside the box. So you're really stretching church people because you're operating outside the box. I mean, they, they got to get break God out of the you know, the crate they got him in. How is that being responded to? How hard of a sell is that to typical church people? You know, uh, it just depends. Some really get it. Some don't. Some are some are craving. Now, one of the things we really haven't talked about is the fact that we're not just broadcasting, but we're inviting them into a conversation. Right. So Talk 24 about hours a day, we have volunteers that are ready when their phone rings. It's like the way I describe it is it's like not their phone, excuse me, their computer rings because millennials don't pick up their phone to call. They pick up their phone to text. Right. So we have volunteers all over the world that give two to four hours a week that are answering these questions. Does Jesus really care about me? I have a I one conversation, one of my favorites, 19 year old girl, um, she was suicidal, but she didn't let on. She saw a commercial that says, when life hurts, Jesus cares. She logs in. She's instantly connected to one of our volunteers in California. Her name is Bev. Bev is 61 years old. She's a shut-in. Mm. She Her mom her mom lives with her. Is 84, has dementia. Her, hus- her husband has Parkinson's. She gets out of the house three hours a week. She When I walked into her home, she gave me a hug, and she said, you don't know what this has meant to me because she said, I, I don't know what I would do if I couldn't share my faith. Well, she ends up leading Naomi to Christ. Um, and Naomi admits that she was about to take 168 pills that she collected. Bev just oozes grace and mercy and grandma love and just says, oh, honey, you are so precious. Would you go dump those pills? While, while they're on the chat, she flushes the pills down the toilet, comes back. They continue. So not only is it a spiritual encounter, but transformational. Uh, a couple of days later, I walked into to Bev's house and I said, show me where you do your chats. 
And she took me into her office where she had a wicker basket that was long and narrow by her computer. And in it were five by seven cards of every chat that she'd had in the last 18 months. And, and she hands me Naomi's, which is four days before. And so I start reading through it, you know, follow-up information, prayer requests, all these things. And I realized this one was different. I looked at Bev and I said, Bev, none of the others have rubber bands. Why is this one attached to a stack? And this 61-year-old sweet lady who just is stuck at home looks at me and she goes, those are the ones the Lord's allowed me to introduce to him. Mm-hmm. And I said, how many? And she says, 88 so far. I mean, see, that's, it's, it's really what we're finding is that people that are desperate don't just want to hear hope. Sometimes they need to talk themselves out of the gutter. They, they need to talk themselves out of their misery. And when our coaches are there, uh, it, it works to do that. And, and when you look at that coordination, then you, you've got somebody that's been introduced to Christ and you can coordinate with the local church. You can actually put them in touch with a human body that can touch them, that can hug them. And if that's a can be a body of Christ that's also got a Jobs for Life program that says, hey, I know you've been living in the gutter, but here's a program that can help you take it to the next level. That's the kind of coordination we need within the body of Christ. And there are... There's just no end to the networking opportunities that we've missed as a body. But that's what we're trying to do. Let's, there's some phenomenal organizations. When you look at the phone calls, how many phone calls has uh, JesusCares.com taken in the last year? We've taken 42,000 since January 1, just over 42,000. Okay, so somewhere around 80 or 90,000 a year. That's a lot of it's a lot of phone calls, and and those are phone calls. Those are really just text messages. Just, You're talking yeah, chat. It's, it's all it's all instant message and text. We're talking today with Danny Rordans from JobsForLife.org, and we're also talking with Sean Dunn from JesusCares.com. Sean, question for you: How can we get this going? These commercials, these general market commercials on MTV and and VH1 and all the BET and all those stations you mentioned before. Sci-fi, I like Sci-Fi Channel. Not all this, not, not all the shows. Those, how do we get your advertisements that are giving people an opportunity to find out that Jesus cares? How can we get that going in Tampa Bay? What do you need? You know, we're building a campaign here. What that means is as I'm in town uh, looking for people who want to run with this for, for a six or eight month uh, run. Uh, so we need, we need people to serve in those leadership positions. We need people to pray. We need more coaches. We need people like Bev that are saying, you know what? I love the Lord and I'll let you train me. And I want to talk to people. So if you're interested in any of that, please go check out jesuscares.com and email me. Um, can I get my email address? Of course. Okay. Um, I won't give yours. I'll give mine. Um, email me directly at S Dunn. S as in Sam, D-U-N-N at groundwire.net. Please email me there and just say, hey, I'm interested in learning more about the Tampa thing. And we'll connect you with some of the people here in Tampa that are helping us uh, as we bring this here in the fall. How much money do you need? Excuse me. Uh, for, I mean, for, a three, you up. for a three month for a three month run here to go to go all in, where we'd be getting a mi- minimum of two million media impressions a week for thirteen weeks. Yep. Uh, it costs two hundred fifty three thousand dollars. We have fifty thousand in hand and some other commitments. Lord, you heard it. Two hundred fifty three thousand. There's a couple of guys listening to the show today could write that check in a heartbeat. Sean Dunn, I want to do another show, and we're going to talk about that where we can get in more detail. But we're going to work on that. Two hundred fifty three. Lord's got that. No problem. All right. Finishing up with Danny Roardance from Jobs for Life. Danny, talk to me. Mm. Give me a story. Give me. Give, tell me something where you, like a success story that you can share. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we had a uh, one one quick story that I'll share. We had a, a class over in Safety Harbor, and they partnered with the the uh, homeless shelter and jail diversion program called Safe Harbor to run their Jobs for Life class. So we had eight homeless ladies going through this class. One of those ladies, her name was April. She started the class, super despondent, really removed, really just could care less about being there. Kind of sat back in her chair with her arms folded the whole class. 
by week four, she started to really open up. She began to really grab a hold of things, became a leader, became very vocal, uh, ended up just being a great student in the class, graduated. Um, but still, they're, they're living at this homeless shelter during the whole class. So uh, graduation comes around, and then, and then a couple of her older friends uh, from her past life and past days wanted to take her out to celebrate her graduation. Bad, bad move, bad mistake. Uh, April ends up getting uh, tested when she got back to the, to, to the homeless shelter that night, tested for drugs, and gets put back in jail. And so uh, just graduate from Jobs for Life, very next day you're back in jail. Uh, five of the class, five of the champions from that church came to her court hearing and to just to show their support. The judge notices, saw that she had a support network, uh, was able to work with them on what was next for April. And she's back on her feet now. She's doing really well. She was able to get her first apartment. Her 12-year-old son was able to move in with her. And things are just going really, really well for April. And it's really because of that Jobs for Life and that church that loved her so well. How can churches here in Tampa Bay get involved with Jobs for Life? Absolutely. They can go to jobsforlife.org. They can um, email me. Uh, and my email is right there on the website. We can talk about how we can get your church up and running. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to raise money here in Tampa Bay to keep our efforts going. We're trying, trying to build sites Keep them here. going. We want to explode them. Let's Absolutely. go Let's go exponential on this deal. Absolutely. Danny Roard ends with jobsforlife.org. Sean Dunn with JesusCares.com. Thank you, gentlemen. It was great. It was fast. And we're bringing you back again. Don't worry about that. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. I know it's been fast, and I know I've said a lot of information, but I will have all of the information on the two websites out on our Facebook page in a few hours. Uh, but it's JesusCares.com and JobsForLife.org. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you learned about a way you can specifically get involved in your community and reaching people for Christ outside of the box and outside of your church. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business. But ultimately, I work for him.